Hi everyone, my name is Essen and you're listening to the Brown History Podcast. A big, big episode today, our guest is actor Manoj Bajpai. He's one of today's greatest living actors. His films include Satya, Gangs of Wasipur, and Aligarh. His latest film is the critically acclaimed Golmahar. It just came out, you can watch it on Disney Plus Hotstar if you're in India, or on Hulu if you're in North America. It's a great episode, we discuss life and death and everything in between. So stick around and let's begin. I'm joking. <laughs> uh, what's the time there in Canada? It's 1.35 a.m. In Toronto? In Toronto, yeah. Very cold. Snowing. Oh, yes. What time is it yes. there? It's um, it's 11.05. Okay. I think I'm intruding because I heard that you have a very strict morning routine. Oh, no, it's uh, actually it's all done. I, yeah? I, yeah, I get about 5.30, 6 o'clock. And then I have a long, long routine which i have to finish including my prayer and everything so what time do you usually wake up at 5 30 5 30 so you pray you meditate exercise um, 5 30 i do my spiritual exercises that last for 50 minutes then meditation for another 15 20 minutes sometime it goes on you know uh, if it is if i you know if i really lucky then i have my medicine and uh, after that i immediately go for brisk walk wow. my exercises my freehand exercises the crunches the physiotherapy exercises all of that and come back have a cup of coffee with my wife and then go for shower then go for half an hour prayer you do this you've been doing this like every day from day one or this is like a new thing no it's it's, it's been like this it's been like this but sometimes sometimes I, I get to party and <laughs> uh, get to sleep late uh that is the time I'm cursing myself when I'm, you know, un- unable to get up in the morning. You know, you you live a very quiet and private life. You know, I don't see any photos of you at big parties. I have a four-month-year-old baby now. So from one father to another father, I wanted to know how you manage raising children as a as a famous personality in India. It's a it's it's a very tough task for a for a for a, for an actor like me who's been you know constantly busy. Um, my wife uh, Shabana, she's uh, she's she's always been a hands-on mother, and she was also an actress. She, she yeah. is, she still is, but she decided not to take uh, any help from any maid. Uh, uh, so she's done it all on all on her own. Yes, whenever I've uh, uh, I've been in Bombay, uh, I was uh, I've always tried to be hands-on, but uh, no maids, yeah, no servants. No servants in this house. Uh, if I take take you for a round, there is no servant here. Wow. Yes. Uh, yes. The, I, there is there is a guy who comes in the evening to to do wiping and cleaning, mm-hmm. and then and then he no, finishes. No, no nannies. No nannies. Nothing. I mean, no nanny is something. Um, my wife has always been very very against, and uh, and there's no cook. Uh, so we are very strict about uh, uh, what we what we eat. Sometimes we cheat also, but it's completely on us. Uh, we are very uh, you know very conscious of desire, yeah, very disciplined that way. We don't eat in the evening, so the kitchen is shut, shut in the evening. Uh, so whenever my my daughter is back from the boarding uh, for the weekend, and that is the only time kitchen is operational in the evening. Wow. I heard that you also have a spiritual guru. Oh, yes, we have. Uh, we are not allowed to talk about him. Oh. He hates publicity. Yeah. All right. Can can I ask um, what role does a spiritual guru play in your life and, and how that changed you? Oh, I can go on talking about it. Asan. First and foremost, he completely changed my perception that my purpose in this life is acting. I always feel this is this is what I'm born for, and this is what I should do with complete sincerity. Mm-hmm. And that is where he he came in and he explained how uh, the materialistic ambitions or materialistic goals are not the purpose of your life. The purpose of your life is to cut short the cycle of death and life. And how you cut short it? You cut short it by doing spiritual exercises. You try to uh, you you try to shorten the uh, the cycle uh, as quickly as possible as a human being because a human being is uh, everything that he he has is only distracting him from uh, uh, from breaking the cycle and the soul inside you 
is actually caged. He is completely caged in this body. Once this soul is go soul goes away, you don't even take the name of the person. You start saying that the body has come uh, start started moving from the hospital. Now it is being carried. The body is being carried. Uh, from the hospital mm -hmm. to the uh, and just coming home the body's body is at home uh, so anybody who wants to uh, who, who wants to go and uh, and you know pray for pray for the soul you should go to uh, to this address the body is lying there now body is going to the graveyard so the body has reached the graveyard do you stop taking the name the moment soul is gone there is no existence no importance of of this body it does it doesn't even it doesn't even carry its name uh so this mm -hmm. is what you know he kind of uh, explained it to all of us he keeps explaining to correct our uh life and be disciplined about his spiritual exercises and be uh, do meditation as much as possible whenever you're getting time in the day just sit down Close your eyes. That's meditation. Don't make it a rocket science. Just sit down, close your eyes, concentrate on, on your breath. Breath is something that we don't concentrate upon. So when you are, when you are uh, you know, ordering uh, food yeah, and you say, I want to have Chinese. Yeah. So I want to have Chinese. So what Chinese do we want? Okay. There are five kinds of soup. There are five kinds of starters. There are 10, 10 kinds of uh, main course. And there are, you know, uh, six, seven kind of uh, dessert. But, you know, we take care of everything. Our body, external body. We take care of our organs. We keep eating those vitamins. We don't even in a day think about the breath, which is which you are getting for free. Yeah. I'm, I'm um, curious to know how you decided that you needed a spiritual growth. Because when I look at your resume... You work, 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 work. I think you've made 96 movies or more. Uh, more, and yeah, I think more. so. I've never and, counted. Yeah. And I think in one year you had six movies come out and two of which you were a producer. <laughs> so, and, you know, if I were to try to find like, you know, controversy or like, you know, drama in your life, there's, there's nothing. So yeah. <laughs> it seemed like you're a very, you know, focused, dedicated, hardworking guy. So what was that trigger that made you want to focus on your spiritual side? Okay, I the seeking was always there since my childhood. I will tell you in, uh, the two incidents. Uh, when I was a child, I was the second one uh, uh, among six children. Uh, my father was a farmer. Uh, my mother was a housewife. Uh, mother was somebody who was, uh, you know, deciding... And dictating, uh, it was a complete matriarchal family that I come from. Uh, I always thought uh, in my childhood that my parents are here forever. <clears throat> mm -hmm. Okay, uh, till there was a death in the family. My uncle passed away, and I Sorry. saw my father. So, yeah, I mean that was long time back. I was still, you know, eight nine years old. That was. The first time, and I think also the last time, it broke me. It broke my heart. It broke ev every concept of uh, you know life for me. And that was a time I I've realized that you know my parents are not here for forever. Yeah. You know they they will also die like my uncle. And the seeking started. That was then I started asking myself since my childhood, if there is death, then why there, there is life? If I have to die eventually, then why I am born in the first place? The seeking started and it got intensified just when my aunt died after a couple of years. And after that, uh, the seeking was there, but there was no answer coming from anywhere. Mm -hmm. I coming from any religion, nothing. You know, it was all zero. I have been frequenting temples, going to all the temples, uh, you know, trying to find an answer, going to so many uh, mazars uh, and so many uh, other temples of other faith. 
but the answers were never there. So just five years back, uh, I was mentioned about this Guruji by a friend of mine who's the disciple. Mm-hmm. And uh, he ma- used to mention my name, uh, you know, to, to Guruji. He lives in some jungle in, in, in Odisha, that is a one, st- one state here. And that, that is when, uh, you know, Guruji kind of found out himself through his own divine process that uh, I was ready for uh, all the answers and I was ready for the spiritual exercises that he was going to, you know, give it to me. I felt blessed because I never, just when I was not looking for an answer, just when I was really deep into my creative process, my artistic uh, endeavor, uh, he happened to, you know, he happened to start, you know, messaging me uh, and sending me uh, all kind of, uh, you know, messages of how to approach my life and how to discipline myself and what to do uh, to correct uh, my path. And Mm -hmm. then uh, from then till now, me, my wife, even my child, we are initiated into uh, the process called Kriya Yoga. My my parents are still alive, but they're very old. So I I have the same. I have I have a fear of of experiencing grief. I I read that you lost both your parents. I'm sorry to say, uh, yeah. recently. recently. I wanted to know how grief transformed you and how you dealt with grief. So what what does spiritual process or kriya yoga or any other process or uh, meditation? You know they do to you they are taking you towards detachment so okay. detachment is the cause of grief attachment attachment is the cause of grief attachment is the cause of worry and suffering so how do you detach yourself when you detach uh, first and foremost what is the uh, you know benefit of uh, detachment I love my wife very much, you know. I love her. I love her, you know, beyond words. Mm-hmm. But when I'm detached with her, when I'm looking at her from a distance and not imposing myself on her, I see clearly what she likes and what she doesn't like. And my respect for her will keep growing further and further. When I'm completely, you know, imposing myself on her in the name of love. I'm troubling her. Mm-hmm. I'm making him, making her suffer. I'm making myself suffer. So even a little bit of uh, uh, of her movement, of her fingers movement, will either cause worry or either cause happiness. But happiness will only remain for some time. It will become the reason for worry. So when there is a fear of death, uh, that is when it is very, very important to get into meditation because meditation it does you know teach you to uh, to do to, to handle your handle, emotions handle your emotions it gets handled automatically uh, i'll tell i'll 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 tell you by by example i was shooting in kerala uh, mm-hmm. in a east state and it was raining you know incessantly every day and it was 14 hours 15 hours 16 hours of shoot every day i was shooting for this series called Soup by one of the best directors, Abhishek Chaube here, that is going to come on Netflix in few uh, three three months. And uh, it was one of the toughest role of my career. I would say the toughest, you know. And my back was gone. I was in a, in a lot of pain. There was a physiotherapist who was walking on me. My knee was giving me a lot of uh, pain. I was dealing with that and dealing with 16 hours of shoot, you know, doing the toughest role of my career. And my father was not well. He was hospitalized. Mm-hmm. So I spoke to my other brothers and I said, how do you think we should handle it? Because I, I, am, uh, I, I am here shooting and I'm feeling guilty that I'm not there. I was talking to him 
uh, talking to my brother and uh, he said, don't feel guilty. Uh, whenever there is a break, you come here and, and meet him because of what you can do, he's uh, lying here in, in the hospital. Yeah. So I, I wrote a letter to my Guruji and he said, if you're feeling guilty, that is why you want to go. Then you should go because it will heal you. It will not heal your father. Wow. It will heal you. It will, you know, it will give you a little bit of satisfaction that yes, I was there for my father, but you can't do anything. And first and foremost, uh, since you are into the spiritual ex spiritual exercise every day, med doing meditation, you are detached. You are detached uh, uh, from your father. You are handling everything from this distance, and you know that others are there. You can't help him. You know this. So that's called detachment. So you have to be a good son and a very disciplined artist, both. Which sounds very, very difficult. It's very difficult. And in not even a single moment, Asan, uh, I have realized that, you know, somewhere my spiritual process and meditation have really done a lot of good to me as a person. From a distance, I could appreciate my brothers and their effort. From a distance, I could connect with them 10 times in a day and just to find out how it's going, talking to the doctor, you know, managing everything from that distance, completely depending on my brothers to take care of other things. And whenever there was a break, like two days of break, I used to travel from south to north in Delhi. Mm -hmm. And I used to go there with my bad back, bad knee. I used to be there. Whenever he used to open his eyes, I used to talk to him, continuously talk to him, and he used to feel happy just looking at me. And then he used to close his eyes. It happened, I think, three times uh, like this. And then again, I, once I was leaving Delhi and leaving him for my shoot, uh, I, I said, uh, I'll come back to you. Don't worry. I'm going to my shoot and I'll come back. And I was telling him without any grief or emotion, nothing. I went back, I shot for three days and uh, I got up in the morning to go for my shoot. I was doing my spiritual exercise and there was something in me telling me that the call is going to come, that he's no more. Oh man. And that was the time there was a ring at 5.30 in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. I told myself, I think he's gone because nobody calls me at five o'clock in the morning. And it was my brother's call. And he's, he only said, okay, uh, so you just pack and come. He's gone. I just remembered one day before I was in my vanity van. Karama, you call it? And uh, they're on the shoot for the actors. Trailer. Yeah, trailer you call it. So I was in my van uh, uh, because uh, there was some, some, someone else's shot was going on. And my youngest sister called up and she said one day before in the night and early in the morning, he passed away. She said, you know, we want him to go away. He's suffering a lot. He's passed into his unconscious, but he's not leaving his body, you know. Can you please, uh, you, you were his favorite. Please tell him to go. And I was telling him to leave the body. Please leave the body. You know? Yeah. You'll be out of your pain. You'll be out of, of this pain. Why you are suffering so much? Why you are attached so much? Don't be attached. Now go on your journey. You have finished this journey beautifully. You've been a great husband. You've been a great father. You have given us everything. We love you. You have given us, you've inspired us. And I was talking to him for 10 minutes and my assistant in the other corner of the trailer was howling, crying, just listening to me talking to my father like that. Yeah, I feel like crying right now. <laughs> yes, so the memories make you, uh, the memories of, uh, of the person with you, because since the time you opened your eyes, you you have seen only those two faces taking care of you. Yeah. Okay. And providing you 
and yeah. that is that is why we feel so emotional there is not no no nothing bad in feel, feeling emotional but don't get devastated devastated means you are being selfish you are being selfish about that means you are not feeling happy about those memories the memories yeah. are causing that much of pain that, that i would say that's selfish when when he did pass away how did you how did you react was i you know when i my brother spoke to me i i i cried i cried yeah. uh, for 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 two minutes three minutes i cried after that i didn't cry i don't know uh, i just felt that you know uh, that he is out of the pain you know his his the, the moment soul it is it is said that the, when the soul leaves the body soul doesn't even look back soul goes on it soul is on transit okay soul is on a transit from this body to another it will wait for the for the right time when he can when the soul can find the the womb through which he will take birth and go through his own karmic sufferings without you without without, without, without sons without the family yeah without this body because that we don't have any memory Mm-hmm. Oh, but there are many instances where few of the souls is you know they they remember their past life for a very long time and then suddenly slowly slowly it goes away how how did the spiritual journey that you're going through affect your acting and and your thought process when you're trying to build a character in a story uh it is it is helping me all the all the work that i have done in these 5 years are the testimony of 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 my growth as an actor and as a human being when you evolve as a human being you evolve as an actor because actor is actor and human beings are like together mm-hmm. they are one okay so earlier i used to completely immerse myself without even thinking too much just get into it and not really uh, trying to see those minute minute things about the characters but now the character is here and i am here so i'm looking at the character all the time from, from a distance yeah and i see see that character very clearly the method is the same process is the same but i am more uh, at a distance a little bit of a distance from my character so when i want to Uh, provide something to the character i easily provide it when i i i i have uh, if i see something minute can come in i just give it to it okay so i am looking at it objectively when i'm looking at it objectively and it's still you know uh, getting into the skin of it mm-hmm. you know i'm i'm actually evolving as an actor and that is a very uh, difficult thing to do that you are in the skin of the character and is still being uh, you are still so objective about it it's a very very difficult thing to do but if you manage to achieve that i'm still doing i'm still working on it i'm trying to master it you know uh, but as i'm trying to master the craft of acting i'm also trying to uh, to correct myself and improve as a human being and evolve and grow as a human being so that it my actor is complimented yes Wow. So I'm I read the script for Gulmar a year yeah, ago. Gulmar, yeah. Gulmar. Yeah. I read the script a year ago and oh. I was like this is a great story, you know, who's Rahul who's going to do the father role and he said you and I said that's perfect. But when I read the script and I watched the movie, there's so much that happens that's not written in the script like the way the character's hand your character's hand shakes. Right. Uh he has gray hair which makes right. him, makes him makes him a little look a little older but not too old. Not um, too old. Yeah. yeah. And he's a very uh there's a there's a violence there's one scene that that has a little violence in it but right. you had to show yourself as a passive character. Right. passive character yeah you know so like you have to you have to you have to kind of focus on these little details to make it a lot more and a lot more life into it so that must be very difficult to do from a distance like you said because these are very very tiny little details that have so much impact and power yes these are all uh, i mean i i can i i give all all the credit to 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 guruji and for his teachings and for and i keep thanking him for really putting me into this uh, discipline 
uh, you're very right because he's a very passive character. He's not somebody who's who's aggressive. Yeah. And and when it when that slap happens, even then, you have I had to make it feel that it it is the slap was not to the person, uh, to the other person, but there was something else going on. You know. Yes. Yes. It, and uh, there is a reaction in the film. You will see that my eyes are not aggressive at all. My eyes are lost completely. He's somewhere else. But slap, uh, there's there's complete disconnection between the uh, the the uh, physical aspect of the character and the emotional aspect of the character. They are they are completely not in sync at that point of time. I wanted to go back to your roots and i wanted to know where the love of acting first came into your life because from my understanding is that you have no no connections to the movie world you no, have no. no nothing i wanted to know where the love of the acting came from and i also wanted to know what gave you the courage to pursue it because statistically speaking the odds are against you for you to be an actor to be a <laughs> successful actor like right. it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't seem like it would go your way see i was uh... Again, I was in fifth standard, and I was chosen by my teacher uh, to represent the class in the elocution contest. And I kept on wondering as to why he chose me because I was a very shy and intro introverted kind of a uh, you know child. But now I somehow feel that you know just to help me to come out of my own you know. Uh, uh, Shell, he he must have thought that you know this is the best exercise that this child can be given, so that he can express himself, and that's how I was chosen. And uh, I prepared myself. I worked very hard on the poem. I recited the poem on the stage, and the applause when I was coming down these stairs. Everything I remember till now, as mm -hmm. the applause, uh, the the feeling well. That was that was going on inside me when I was performing or reciting. I didn't want to leave. I somehow felt that you know I got my expression as a child. I felt this is this is where I felt that you know I could express myself. This is where I felt more much more comfortable. And that journey started there, and journey is still going on when I'm sitting right <laughs> in front of you. Mm. So. That intensity, uh, you know, that intense feeling inside me, you know, it, it just got converted into, you know, love for acting. And that has given me a lot of courage. Uh, Mumbai is 1500 kilometers or 1600 kilometers from my village. Uh, it's very far. Yeah. It's far, uh, not in kilometers, it's far because when uh, the place that I come from, it was completely away from the modern civilization. I mean, there was no exposure, nothing. Uh, I was uh, I was in a boarding school in the district town. It was a Catholic boarding and uh, it was Hindi medium. And that's all we could get, you know, in the name of uh, good education. And after that, my father could not afford to send me to Delhi. And I promised him that, you know, I. Uh, sooner I will do something so that I can, I can really support myself uh, as and when possible. Just send me whatever you can, you can. And on he that, didn't promise, want to stop you. He didn't want to be not, like, don't go into acting, become a doctor, and I go into finance. No, he wanted me to be. He his his wish was that I become a doctor. Right. But I was I was completely distracted by the love for acting. Wow. And. Uh, I went for uh, medical entrance and it didn't happen. I didn't, uh, I was not even ready. I, I, I didn't want to be an, I to be a doctor. I just only wanted to be an actor. So I told my father that uh, I'm going to Delhi and I pursue history uh, honors and uh, then I'll prepare for UPSC exam so that I can be, become a bureaucrat, something like that. So I lied to him, you know, that time. I lied to him, <laughs> but uh, I I traveled with a friend of mine. He supported me quite a lot, and I got admission in Delhi University, one of the topmost you know university in this country. Uh, 
and from the first day itself i found a street theater group i you know immediately joined them i started working with them i was uh, doing uh, dramas for my college for the uh, for hindu college which was next door i was busy a 16 18 hours every day you know learning correcting my hindi my, uh, learning english mm-hmm. uh, my, because my my mother tongue was completely different okay oh, wow so working i could not think of anything else once i was running 103 two or three fever uh, i was i was having suffering from malaria uh, and i went to the rehearsal and i fainted i fainted right 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 when i reached the rehearsal so they b- brought me back to to the room and they told my roommate not to not to let me get out because you know this guy is mad you know we are going to close the rehearsal till he gets all right but he should not come to the rehearsal in this condition so i was i was i was it was i was i have always been very intense in in wanting to be a attached, good actor attached yeah attached completely attached yeah um how did your parents feel when they started seeing you show up on movies and 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 tv and and started to see the success that you were achieving they must have been like Oh, wow. they've been very, yeah, very happy. My father used to be uh, oh, very happy. You know, when I got Padmashri, that is fourth uh, biggest, uh, what do you call, civilian award, yeah. and you so in country. So when I was uh, felicitated with the Padm- Padmashri, I took my father because my mother was hospitalized that time; she could not go. So my wife and my father. They accompanied me, and I could see it on his face when he saw the president coming in, coming into the hall, and all the ministers. He was his eyes were, you know, like yeah, uh, you know, completely. I could see, you know, I could see his eyes so bright with happiness, uh, and I, I'm so happy that I could give him, give both of them that much of happiness with whatever God has given me. In in the in the name of name of success, the recognition, uh, uh, fame, uh, a good lifestyle, but more than all of it, you know, I when I get out, people, there is no euphoric reaction. I am not a star, a big star who can create euphoric reaction among people. But I am very proud to state that you know, I, when I get out, I see love in people's eyes. In the manner they approach me, I simply love that in their eyes. Did you did you um, feel uncomfortable with the fame once you received it? Did you feel that you know a lot of a lot of people when they achieve fame, it, it changes them, it affects them negatively. Did did it affect you in any way? And if it didn't. How did you manage to kind of keep a distance from you and the illusion of fame and celebrity? I think genetically, I'm, I'm, I'm I've never been an arrogant guy or an egoist person. Okay, you know, I yeah, that is that is never there in my in both my parents, uh, and my father was a very mild guy, a gentle, you know, gentleman to the core. Uh, my mother has been very very straight and uh, very strict about things that she believed in. And we just the way we were brought up, uh, mm-hmm. I, I think uh, that we are uh, we always. I I only I look at myself not differently from any other professional. Okay, so that is uh, and and that and there is. I, I'm not saying it because I I, I want to sound humble. No, <laughs> I'm I'm not trying to sound humble. This right. is the way I am. I am for me a rickshaw puller or a construction worker. All of them are doing their job, and I'm also doing the job that I want to do. So, uh, and I want to be good at it. I, right. I want to be good at it all the time. Uh, so, this is this. I think it's the. I'm more focused on the job, not on the outcome of it. Uh, uh, so the money comes. Essence, you know, if I do a film, money will come. Right. Okay. If the money will come, I'll have a good house to live in. Okay. I'll have a, I'll have a, you know, fairly nice car also, comfortable car too. But am I, am I focused on the car and the apartment? No, I don't think so. I, we can, we can easily stay in a 
two two bedroom apartment or one bedroom apartment and is still not worry about anything else so we are that kind of a family and this mm-hmm. is who we are <laughs> and we we keep reminding ourselves that we are no different success uh, can actually make you feel that it's you who's doing everything and i don't feel that i feel destiny has a bigger bigger role to play so let's be nice to each other do you do you feel that destiny does do you feel that um you know uh you know things happen for a reason fate that you're destined for something and that this was like meant for you do you feel like there was a greater power behind your success ah uh, yes i always feel that i all the time i can i feel the hand of uh, of 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 an energy of the force uh but also uh, i asked asked my guru i wrote a letter to him and he explained to me that that uh, you know this uh, 70 70 75% is destiny 25 30% is your free will god has given you that free will to change uh uh certain things about you the way you live the way you operate the way you mm-hmm. work so uh and free, free will is also uh how do you define free will uh is free will is if i try if i am feeling a little arrogant when i see you know hundreds of people coming to me uh, uh and cheering me and you know uh, shouting my name uh, i should free, uh, the free will comes that you thank the god you thank god you thank god for that i don't take the credit for this keep telling yourself it's not me it's not only me who have, who should be given the credit the credit should go to to the to the almighty to my destiny to all the people who has who have been supporting me um, mostly my wife who could make, make it possible for me so that i could just go ahead and work so yeah, you have to this this is all free will i will i will not smoke uh, i'll not indulge myself into drinking i lead i lead my life in a in a in a very uh, disciplined and spiritual way uh, so these are the this this is all part of free will uh, i think yeah i agree you decide how you want to react to yeah. things yeah uh how long have you been married for i was married in 2003 or 4 okay uh, yeah uh 20 something years i'm It's too late in the morning to do the math. <laughs> uh I'm I've been married for 2 years, right? So I wanted to know how what to expect at in my marriage in 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 two decades from now. What to expect? I, what do I expect? Uh-huh. I know you are lucky. What's it like? Lucky. What's it like to be, you know, in that situation? There see uh there will be ups and downs. There will be and and you should be ready for that but the ups and downs uh, uh will not affect you if you uh if you there are two things we should just remove try to remove is very uh difficult but two things if you remove from your life it really helps not only your marriage but your friendships your your relationship with uh, your daughter your uh, you have a daughter or a son 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 time so your relationship with your son the self uh obsession you know is the selfish we are very selfish when uh uh when we are in a marriage or we are in a in a in a friendship we all the time thinking what it is giving me without mm-hmm. thinking what and uh, what i am giving am i giving sufficient uh to this relationship or not with the relationship with your wife or your your daughter or your son in my case my daughter and i always feel that i'm falling short really i always feel that yes there's, there's i always guilt. feel there is no guilt but that feeling makes me do extra okay okay so if that feeling is, is there then you are more you try to be more involved uh and more giving to to the relationship the ego and uh, uh is something that has to at the moment you 
step inside your home you have to just put it out uh, right at the door and that then you get into your room in your apartment uh, this is something which is which is very very important this i have learned uh, the hard way hard way but yes finally but if the if, if the husband and wife relationship uh, convert into friendship uh, this there's nothing more beautiful than that i also wanted to talk about satya in 1998 yes. you did this movie that really changed indian cinema and right. uh another actor uh kk manan he quoted that your performance opened the doors for actors like him that you paved the way and that he's very thankful of you how satya changed your career and i want to know what he means by actors like us what kind of actor are you and him and irfan uh, unconventional job uh, when satya happened the industry was either making you know all formula films or they were making romantic films uh so in all of this there was no place for actors who are coming from theater uh, actors who didn't have conventional faces actors who could not easily be categorized as villains or heroes you know so we were making heroes and villains films those days or making uh, romantic films uh, with a lot many you know beautiful and hummable songs so in that kind of a time when actors like KK Irfan and me who who wanted who had big uh, goal about themselves big dream ab- uh, about themselves they could not fit in mm-hmm. uh, where to go uh, which which part you should really uh, uh, really apply for uh, so there was nothing we were all uh, going through that stage of uh, of of sticking to this city but with no work and if at all there was a role of a villain uh we 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 have done it with no passion i mean i mean with no uh with no feeling we were feeling insulted just by being on the set uh, and being a being one of the henchmen of the main villain is not a very uh, complimentary thing to any right, actor right and when you want to be part of a story you want to be part of a great director's vision that was very rare to find in this industry and then satya happened satya happened because of one man's belief in good cinema and that was rangopal verma he wanted things to change and he was a very courageous guy very brave person and he took all of these newcomers he didn't need to all the big stars were at his door you know lobbying for roles and the films uh but he didn't care about anyone he took these new people with odd faces okay and and he's gone ahead and made a film which completely changed the course of this industry okay and from that time till now you see this satya which has really told the world that anyone can be a protagonist even a secondary role should be written so well that it it can be celebrated right even a third role like kallu mama can be written so beautifully that he becomes a household name even uh, even a writer like anurag kashyap and uh, saurav shukla they they should be celebrated because they have written it there was music of sandeep chotak so uh, what this film has sent out a message which was very loud and clear and it has given uh, so it has inspired so many other directors from outside to come to this city and tell their story do unconventional actors have a hard time working with quote unquote conventional actors star actors it, it is hard it is hard because uh, there is a hierarchy uh, on the set that uh, i mean it existed then i don't think it exists that much now but yes it's it, it's still there in in some some part to unconventional actors get paid less uh yes definitely they are paid less uh that less goes less. without saying i mean that goes without saying i mean the, the unconventional ones those days you know asking for a little bit more money was was an insult to the producer <laughs> <laughs> what about now is it is it still as tough for for you maybe or for actors like it's you it's still and... tough no it's no still it's tough. still tough it's still tough uh 
but it's better than before i would say i must uh, you know confess that you know it's better than before uh, but it's still tough it's still tough right. and a bollywood indian cinema has a lot of conventional uh, commercial movies for an actor like you who's unconventional right. do you have a hard time being in those movies or or i don't know if you've done any of those movies but if you i've did... done i've done I, so look i have i have i've been part of very few uh, you know those mainstream films how was uh, the experience which, um you know sometime uh, i've done i've done those films uh, only only to favor few of the directors and friends who requested me uh, to do those roles no the experience yeah, i my relationship with other actors have always been great because i i come from a i come from a uh, you know res- respect place okay i uh, when i'm on the set i try to be friendly with everyone i try to look at their positive because i am going to work with them okay mm-hmm. and it's not their fault if the industry runs this way right okay it's not because industry has created this system where uh, uh even if a bad film you know becomes a blockbuster uh that the, all, all those people become big stars right so we are we are box office driven uh, industry we don't look at the quality of the film we look at the num- number of uh, uh how much it has made on on the box office if it has made a lot of money then it gets respect and if it is a very good film a, a great acting great script great direction and if if it doesn't manage to uh, get the audience inside the theater it will be forgotten nobody will care about it so that's that's how this industry has been but now things have been changing there is one industry which is purely mainstream there is another industry that i am part of yeah which is mainly content driven and story driven and quality driven uh, uh, industry a lot a lot has changed since you know from the 90s to 2000s to now um in the movie golmar um there's there's a lot there's, it's just not about uh you know family dynamics there's also kind of this clash between what was in the past and what is now for example uh your character wants the family to be close but your son wants to move out and live his own life and there's like a clash of like how you see family and i wanted to know how you feel about the family dynamics of today in our modern times and how that's changed from what it was before where families used to live together and you know uh, be together and survive together why people are you know relating to so many things in gulmohar because everyone has gone through that phase of leaving the family yeah okay and big family you know and then uh, the lands got divided if lands got divided everyone got you know very little land and that was not sufficient to uh, to support the life uh, uh, of that family of that and that family moved to some other city okay uh, and so joint family uh, that i i have been uh, part of uh, in my childhood i have seen it happening you know bit by bit first the lands were divided then my father got very little land he had six children those six children could not even think of staying in the village because they knew that that much land will never be sufficient for them to to lead a life with so all of them including me left our villages mm-hmm. okay and went into separate directions and they 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 and now they found their own house in those apartments in delhi and me in bombay and uh, so that house that used to be uh, such a big house where so many members of the family were uh, living together and you know, so we've seen it really um, scattering you know yeah. bit by bit bit by bit uh, and that's a that's so inevitable this will happen because uh, eventually now if you're living in a city like delhi the bungalows are giving way to big buildings uh, because you know uh, that bungalow uh, that that land has become so expensive that everyone is interested in getting money from that than to live together right okay right okay so this is this is uh, uh, that is why 
Gulmohar has been so successful uh, uh, in this country. It is, and and that is why it's touching people. That is why people are crying while watching the film. Okay, because everyone has seen it. Everyone has gone through a few of those emotions, uh, a few of those moments uh, in their own life. Yeah. And will will I be uncomfortable if my uh, daughter lives? Yes, definitely. I'll be uncomfortable, but not as uncomfortable and as miserable I'll feel as Arun Batra. He's he's actually mm -hmm. someone who is torn. Um, he's stuck between uh, the the idea of freedom of his own mother and idea of freedom of his own son. You know, right. he wants he wants to, but where he is going wrong wrong, and that 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 becomes a cause of for his suffering, is that he wants he wants everyone to be together. He, he because he loves all of them because he he doesn't he cannot think of uh, uh, anyone living anywhere else so that that becomes the reason for his anxiety attacks yeah. that becomes a reason for his own self uh, when he can't even cross the road to really understand the the other uh, other person's point of view uh, at dhaba okay so uh, Gulmohar on many levels is so so relevant to each and every family, each and everyone who comes from a from a big family. My daughter goes away. I know it's inevitable. It will happen. Right now mm -hmm. she's in a boarding. She is not here for five days, but she comes back on the weekend. But from next year, she is going to come back only once in a month. I think this is also a practice that she's getting to stay away from us. And are we also getting up, you know, getting used to it? She has to because she has to fly. She has to and, and, and decide for her own self. That was it was a very good movie. I loved it. My wife loved it. Um, my last question would be now that you've established yourself and you've you're on your spiritual journey and you're in a moment in your life where anything is possible now. Do you have any goals for the next rest of your life in your in your movie careers? You know, maybe directing, maybe maybe going to Hollywood, maybe try something different. You know, I don't know. You you tell me. I have managed an agent in in Hollywood. Yeah, uh, I would yeah, love to so, see you in Hollywood. Yeah. So um, if a good role, good film happens, definitely I'm I'm there to take it up because it, that's the whole purpose of being an actor. You know, you are always looking for you know great, great uh, films and great projects to be part of. Uh, uh, my, if you ask me, what I want to do, I want to yes. retire in, in in the mountains. I want to retire in the mountains. I want to. I'm I'm going to construct uh, a house very soon, uh, a premise where I'll be surrounded with students learning acting and uh, meditation. Okay. Really? Yeah, this is what I want to do in my. In my last phase of my life. Wow, that's a big extreme, but I would love to. Uh, no, see but you do I that. would. I would convert it. I would definitely convert it if the if the bigger force is with me. Well, I wish you the best of luck on that journey, and uh, this was such thank a. You. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, anything you want to ask? Any questions or? Okay. No, You're just I just I just I kind of I'm saying hi to everyone first of all yeah. <laughs> in Canada <laughs> <laughs> and my. My, all all my friends in Toronto, uh, and my my brother there. Your brother my, lives in uh, Toronto. Uh, he lives in Toronto. Now, what? Uh, my mama's son. He's very close to me. Wow. Very very close. So you come me. here so, often then? So this year, I think uh, there is a chance of me coming to your city. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I'll try to catch you there for a cup of coffee. <laughs> sure. No pressure. No rush. I'm sure you're very busy. It was okay. great, as in, I mean, uh, you know, one hour is gone. I, I didn't even realize. I mean, that's the power of uh, a great conversation. It's right? all you. All right. <laughs> Thank you. My Thank love you. to your family and to your little one.